0: just in my home
1: Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. I hope you're doing all right. I hope you, um, look, I hope you got enough sleep last night. I had an interesting evening around 11 p.m. or so. I was just minding my own business. And then there was kind of this, you know, wailing, moaning that began happening outside my home. And, uh, you know, it was a sound I, unlike anything I had ever heard before. Um, Never found the source of the moaning or the wailing, uh, but whoever that was or whatever that was, I hope you found peace. Um, And, you know, we'll just get into the podcast. Some mysteries weren't meant to be solved, I imagine. Uh, I love our guest. I think that she's just so funny and such a sweetheart. We love Mitra Jahari. Mitra, welcome to I Said No Gifts.
2: Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Mitra, you didn't hear any wailing last night, did you?
2: No, but it did remind me, and I forgot about this, but a couple of weeks, I, I pushed it. Trauma pushed it out of my mind, but I, I did. I had a friend over for dinner, two friends over for dinner, and I was so excited to host them in my backyard. And I put together this whole spread. I had like candles burning, all that kind of stuff. And the biggest raccoon that I have ever seen in my life approached us and was just standing oh. in my driveway watching us eat. And one of the girls was so calm, so amazing. And she handled it so beautifully as I like, really panicked and made us relocate inside. <laughs> <laughs> Did
1: it ever move?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like coming closer and closer. And it, it was getting stuff from the table as we were sort of moving all the little... It was like, and I, I can't stress enough, a million little plates, just <laughs> like so many little plates, <laughs> so many trips, so inconvenient because I was going for aesthetic. I wanted it to feel like...
1: Right, this was a tapas event. It was. <laughs> I feel like tapas is a good uh, raccoon food. Those little paws are like perfect for those tiny plates.
2: It was so big. I hate a critter. I think they are so <laughs> disgusting. I would. I prefer like I the viscerally like I would rather be around like a snake. I would rather touch a <laughs> snake than be within like a thousand miles of like a raccoon or a possum or a squirrel. I think they're so disgusting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. I cannot do uh, a possum. It's the scariest animal alive.
2: Ugliest little fuck. That like <laughs> I. I mean nasty, nasty, nasty. <laughs> if I could press a button. And have them all be dead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They are purely demonic.
2: Demonic.
1: (laughs) But I mean, the thing with uh, the possum, which I've, you know, it is my biggest, greatest fear, is people have tried to calm me down by saying that they're not violent. They won't attack you. But I don't think that matters because just the appearance feels like an assault.
2: I still don't want to be near it.
1: The teeth? (laughs) I mean, outside of a shark... (laughs) You don't see a tooth like that on an animal. The man
2: with the gun won't shoot you. So you, you should want to be near him, right?
1: <laughs> I still don't want to be in a library with him. Yeah, uh, but with the raccoon, like, at least aesthetically, I feel like it's a very uh, well-designed animal, very cute.
2: It is. Uh, I know, just looking at the little guy, I took a bunch of pictures of him. He's, like, lurking in the shadows in the driveway, and, it, it like, the shape is cute.
1: <laughs> right, it's kind of just a tubby little thing with these teensy hands and, like, a nice I think the the nose helps a lot. When an animal has more of a, a snout without a nose, you know, kind of possum style. Yes, what triangle. A triangle, like a fleshy triangle. I can't deal with that. But a little like dog nose, essentially.
2: Yeah, there, there was cuteness there. But I do have this thing when I'm like freaking out. I do this in the car too. It's like making conversation and like trying to reason with the thing. So it was a lot of like, don't, no, you don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> you get, yeah. you get away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, because they are little people and we'll have them in our backyard on occasion. My boyfriend had gone out into the backyard and there were no lights on. And as he headed back in our garage is kind of like uh face, eye level with the, Person, so he came. He turned around, and a raccoon was just at face level with him. And Mm-mm. so it turns into one of those bargaining situations. It's just like I'm going to go inside. I, there, no harm needs to be done. But raccoons are uh, monsters. They are makes vicious. me want
2: to cry. Yeah, I mean, it also just felt like like it was so early evening, even though it was dark. So it felt like outside of the like agreement.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> you, they need to be in complete shadow for that. Yes. When one comes out before night, that means that they are desperate.
2: It had that energy. And I think also just it was a beautiful spread. It felt it felt, it really, you know what it was? I, I have so many, my Instagram explore page is all like babies and like, Bella Hadid before and after. And then like, <laughs> a, like a messy table of like candles and little bowls. And I, I felt like I really did that.
1: <laughs> it was they immediately let me ruined. Have <laughs> they couldn't let me have it. What sort of food had you made?
2: I had made like a bunch of little cakes, and then like, um, oh. like a bunch of little veggies, and I don't know, like snacky stuff.
1: Wow, this is a real raccoon tea party, then. I know you were begging spots. for this.
2: <laughs> I know it was me. What was she wearing? G <laughs> <laughs> oh. string and stilettos, baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't do well with uh, wildlife when it uh, kind of encroaches on. Suburban territory. but what are you going to do? I, I would like to know what that moaning was. It, it was one of those moments where I thought, for a brief second, maybe my neighbors are, you know, they've just been murdered. This is like a moaning of but then you you don't want to bother. you don't want to text or you two, have you been attacked? So, this is
2: exactly what they talk about in all the documentaries. This is exactly right. it.
1: <laughs> it's exactly I, I kept picturing kind of a manson esque scene happening over there. And suddenly, i but I can't be responsible,
2: well, you're not responsible. You're just
1: <laughs> well, uh,
2: difference of opinion <laughs> you're just complicit. <laughs> yeah, completely
1: complicit. <laughs> I saw some people with weapons. I pointed them and to, towards the neighbor's house, and then just kind of played my video game until the killing was done. Well, it's um, a Peter
2: Parker. It's a Peter Parker vibe. So <laughs> someone very close to you will fall,
1: <laughs> and then I will, uh, you know, become my own little Spider Man. <laughs> I mean, the world's ready for a, a gay Spider Man. I think. Are gay they? 30s Spider- Are they? <laughs> Does Marvel dare? That's the question. I don't think they do. Prove listen, me wrong. Listen up, uh, Marvel.
2: Kevin Feige.
1: Come knocking. Let's see a uh, uh, homo uh Spider-Man. I'm ready. I'm ready to throw on the <laughs>
2: I deleted Twitter. I want to come back on Twitter full force as one of those people who's like, Marvel's not ready for like an ugly Middle Eastern girl to play Batman, are you? (laughs) (laughs) 1,000 retweets if we think Marvel is ready. (laughs) Fully, It
1: is DC, but whatever. (laughs) Well, look, I think that's the next level. Is Marvel ready to merge with DC to put us (laughs) in their universes? (laughs) I think the only universe big enough for the two of us is a combined Marvel-DC. I will say, look, uh, we'll get into this a little bit later, but I saw you yesterday. Yeah. And uh, look, there was a recommendation to see the Batman movie. <laughs> so I went and saw it at 11 a.m.
2: You did? I had oh just been waiting
1: for one normal, uh, real-life person to say it was good. Did you have fun? It was fine.
2: I'm sure. It was three I mean, hours. I will say, Wit recommended it.
1: <laughs> no, m- did you, do not put this on your boyfriend. <laughs> this was a full throated recommendation from Mitra. You begged me to see Batman.
2: Please, please see it at 11 a.m. That's so normal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, I had nothing else to do with my day, and I thought I need to add some little, you know, texture to my life. Why not go to the Americana at 11 a.m.?
2: That's so weird to see it at 11.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's not a movie you should see midday. You should probably go at night. Right. That's a night, because
2: it's it's so dark.
1: It's almost pitch black, the entire movie.
2: That's crazy that you did that.
1: <laughs> I, I dragged my boyfriend. I didn't mention to him that it was going to be almost three hours long, like an hour and a half in. He's like, how long is this movie? And I played a little dumb. And I said, you know, I think maybe two and a half hours, knowing that it was even longer than that.
2: When it goes past two and a half, that is not okay. When Don't it goes murmurs. past 90
1: minutes, <sighs> every minute past 90 minutes for me is a, a mark against the movie.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm even I'm even willing to give like a big, big like weekend that it opened. I have enough energy to get through two hours. If it's like if it's like that where it's like it's opening weekend, I can do that. Because I was like with the group, I was having the time of my life. And then by the time it was the last (laughs) hour, I was like looking at my watch. (laughs) But I had fun.
1: You had a good time?
2: Everyone was being so hot. (laughs) Oh, everyone
1: is doing their very hottest work.
2: (laughs) I was so horny. Every time, <laughs> every every single one of those little, little outfits they put Zoe Kravitz in, I was imagining having like, there's this one shot of her and she's wearing like a latex tank top or leather. I don't remember. with Matching material, leather pants. And the only thing showing is the tiniest little sliver of her midriff. And I was just like, <laughs> if someone <laughs> asked me to wear that... <laughs> I would. I don't know. Self harm? <laughs> yeah.
1: You would throw yourself into it. Listen, DC is listening to us right now. They need to know that you're ready to wear any costume.
2: I'll wear it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone looked great. Colin Farrell looked gorgeous. Uh,
2: Why? Make him do that.
1: (laughs) He had to look like uh, a penguin in some way. Uh, That was the only... They call him the penguin. The movie makes no other explanation other than like, this guy kind of looks weird.
2: Yeah, and they have him like walk funny at one point. He's tied up. (laughs) It was like, ah, penguin.
1: (laughs) 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 I will say, I realized uh, a few hours after the movie, I was like, that movie had so much to do with the club. They go back to the club over and over, they're just talking about the club. They're going to the club. Batman, Bruce Wayne, he's showing up in a, both costume and out of costume. Yes. Uh, I didn't expect it to be that club centric.
2: Me neither. I'll say I love Robert Pattinson and his little makeup when he's got the when he's got the mask off and he's got the, like, so the sort of emo eyeliner on. <laughs> when he has the makeup off and he's fresh faced, I'm not into it in this movie. <laughs> That Because the hair is too dark for his skin tone, IMO. But <laughs> when he's got his little makeup on and his dirty little hair...
1: <laughs> it's like a post-gym Batman. We love oh. to see Batman, you know, he's just gotten out of his costume. He's yeah. kind of... uh looks like he's in The Cure or something. I loved it.
2: Yeah, it looks like he stinks.
1: It absolutely <laughs> reeks. He's been flying around in that kind of puffy suit, which was an interesting moment in the movie. <laughs> Look, it was three hours. I felt very little emotion. Sure. Uh, but, you know, I, I haven't been to the movies that much in the last two years. So I try to soak it in. I should have taken a jacket. I was so cold.
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I came like full. I I feel like something has happened in the pandemic where I've sort of moved to the next level of movie watcher where I had like I was in pajamas. I brought like a weed soft drink with me. I curled (laughs) up. I brought a little big blankety scarf. I was like laying down in that theater. How did you stay awake? I don't know. I think I was just so hyped on like being in a movie theater, seeing Mm -hmm. like an opening weekend movie. But even then, I was like enough. Like once they're like in the... jail or whatever. I was like, shut up. Like, I don't care that you're an orphan.
1: (laughs) Wrap it up.
2: Come on. I
1: I also felt like, what are are we even saving here? Gotham City looks like garbage. Everyone's unhappy. What is there to lose at this point?
2: Yeah. And it's like ultimately an ode to like law enforcement.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's always a tricky thing with Batman. It's like, so you're beating up people who are like graffiti and trash, who cares? Leave him alone.
2: Right, like that whole opening montage where it's like this guy is like spray painting a pillar and he's like, like you it.
1: better run. <laughs> they, they focus on that moment like he is killing a family. It's like this guy is just tagging a wall. Who cares?
2: Who cares? He should be like, I'm like, I want to see that guy be like, yeah, Batman's out. I can do all my cool stuff. (laughs) (laughs)
1: He's cool with this. Yeah. Uh, Confusing message, um, but ultimately just another time at the movies. What can we say? (laughs) We'd love to go to the movies. 11 a.m. Um, <laughs> I will say, I mean, I could never take a blanket or wear pajamas to the movies because falling asleep in a movie theater is, for me, maybe the best feeling in the world. Ugh. I imagine that's what heroin feels like. It's yeah. just intoxicating. So to, like, tempt myself with a blanket?
2: I welcome it. I couldn't do it the other... I. <laughs> I fell asleep one of my favorite movie going experiences truly wit made me go N- made me I chose to go but it was his request um he's like, <laughs> wit made me Whit- <laughs> <laughs> he we went to see the Avengers and it's that's another 3 hour movie the end game the End Game, Avengers <laughs> End Game, and <laughs> and I fell. I watched the first hour, fell asleep for the second hour, and then woke up for the final battle sequence. And I was <laughs> like, "Fuck yeah!" Like perfect. this is a, this is per- it was perfect because I got like enough information. I was like, "All right, they're gonna do the End Game," <laughs> and I fell asleep, <laughs> and then I woke up. Everybody, like, the, it's the longest, most amazing battle sequence. I still cried when, all, like, <laughs> all the, when they had, like, the girl power moment and all the girlies are fighting together. I cried. <laughs>
1: <laughs> your body is kind of a natural editor. It knew where to cut the movie. Like, where Disney couldn't control itself, your body stepped in. Yes. <laughs> I love that. That's actually not a bad idea. Just set an alarm, like, an hour in, I'll wake up in an hour, and they'll be like... Thirty minutes of CGI fighting.
2: Yeah, it was. Perfect. And then it'll be over. I cannot recommend enough. <laughs> if you haven't seen Endgame, skip
1: the middle. I haven't. Maybe that's, maybe that's what's been holding me back. Just needing a sleep plan. It's like camping out. <laughs> uh, what else is going on in your life?
2: Oh my god, so so much cool stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Unpack as many cool things as possible. I need to hear you know- something cool.
2: I've been playing soccer like four Mm. days a week. That has been like my, is that a Starbucks cup? It is. Yes. I've been going to Starbucks so (laughs) much. I love Starbucks. (laughs) Is that true? Yes. I've been going so much. I don't know what it is. It's like, (laughs) I think I'm just like, I've been so depressed, <laughs> and it just feels like <laughs> you A, and me both, like I can get out of the house and do that right, and then b, it's like just these fun little trees
1: <laughs> i will I will say, I wonder if you go to the same Starbucks as me. Their hours are completely erratic.
2: um, which one are you going to?
1: It's uh, like York and Eagle Rock,
2: yes. <laughs> I feel like half the time I go there, just not open. <laughs>
1: Simply closed at like noon, which I support. I absolutely support. If those people don't want to be there, get out. Get
2: know. out. Don't, don't do it. But I, I'm there a lot.
1: <laughs> I will say that Starbucks for me is rarely uh, an enjoy... It's more of like a work uh, liquid where I'm like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast. I should have some caffeine surging through my body, just kind of giving me kind of a poisonous almost toxic level of energy. But I don't really like flavor wise. I'm like this could have been made on an airplane.
2: That's what I love.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is your order there?
2: Uh, currently, I get a grande brown sugar shaken espresso. It's that like their specialty great. drink right now. It's so fun. It's so good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're actually going for like a treat there.
2: Yeah, I'm getting a treat. I'm not getting like... I don't ever get just like coffee there. Like If I want like coffee, I'll just make it at home. Like to me, it's like, it's not coffee. (laughs) It's Starbucks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not getting coffee. I'm getting like my drink. (laughs) (laughs) And I love
1: it. Oh, yeah. Do you get regular? Yeah, I get cold brew and it tastes perfectly fine. I will say that Starbucks used to make just plain iced coffee and it was the worst liquid that I had ever put in my mouth. It was... The I, I I won't even get into it. It was horrible. Uh, once I switched it to cold brew, it's like I can consume.
2: I can't. I can't do it. Because to me, I'm like, if I'm going to get something like drive thru cold brew, I'll just go to McDonald's. I'll get... Uh, at, that, at that rate, let's just do it. I mean, I love McDonald's. That's not even a knock. McDonald's is perfect.
1: <laughs> McDonald's is doing their thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy when I go to McDonald's <laughs> for like 15 minutes and then <laughs> I am chained to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Another full throated endorsement for uh, a multi billion dollar property.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, I mean, no, no, no shopping local for me.
1: (laughs) You hate local businesses.
2: I hate local
1: businesses. You've kind of staked your, you know, your entire career on this, just only shopping at franchises.
2: I'm looking at my desk right now and it's literally like, Clorox, Starbucks, Sephora. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why is there Clorox on your desk?
2: There's just a, a, a disinfecting wipe. Oh, um,
1: I was imagining just a jug of bleach. I was wondering, <laughs> like a little, a little take a nip of that while you're working. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. That's essentially what I'm drinking right now.
2: Well, it, yeah, ultimately, <laughs> <laughs> Au Natural, Starbucks, we. <laughs> Also I listened to the Gabe Leadman episode and I I sp- I almost and I I this isn't a spoiler cuz I only, I didn't end up doing this but I almost give you a diet coke as a gift cuz I have a 12 oh my god I've got a 12 pack Do of diet Do you drink coke. a
1: diet coke? I love a diet coke. <laughs> I love to meet, you know, somebody living in 2022 that's still drinking a diet soda and is not ashamed <laughs> of it because there is a great deal of shame being kind of thrown on us who are kind of consuming this pure chemical beverage. It look, it's my it's my evening caffeine and I I'm not going to stop.
2: I love it. I love it. It just, that burn, the burn of a, well, especially a fountain Diet Coke, because there is a oh.
1: difference. Oh, there's a huge difference.
2: Ooh, that burn. I love. You know what? I, the only fountain drink I like more, but I can't drink the whole thing, but I love a McDonald's Sprite. That is a burn oh. unlike any other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't had a McDonald's Sprite probably since fourth grade.
2: I mean, there's no reason to, but I I recently got, I was, I was after soccer one night, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get a fucking McFlurry and I'm going to get a Sprite. And I, (laughs) I got the McFlurry, took it home and on the way home drank like a small Sprite. And it was the perfect, I can't recommend it enough. Next time you're in line, just get a small Sprite.
1: (laughs) That's the move. Yeah. Because I always with a diet soda, will just say, give me the largest thing you possibly have because I, of course, I'm going to drink as much as possible. But with a Sprite, why not get like a kid's size, just a little treat.
2: Yes, it was. It was exactly what I wanted. Yeah, with a with a diet soda, I could get like a you know I want a vat. I want a vat. Right,
1: of course. <laughs> just give me a hot tub and a straw.
2: This is like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Mitra has just lifted up a twelve pack of diet Coke that is unopened from. Uh, she's apparently in her office, and <laughs> the the collection of items at her desk is. Uh, it's a mania. Let's just say that there's kind of a mania to what's happening
2: right now. Yeah, I actually like, would be so ashamed to like, have anyone see this. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, guess what? A Starbucks oh, gift card. <laughs> a gift
1: card and everything. I love a Starbucks gift card. Give it to me. I'm going to be at an, at, some, at an airport at some point. Airpoint. Interesting. Airpoint. That could be another thing. Somebody out there, take the name. Think of the concept. Uh, but look at an airport. I'm going to be buying a coffee. I love to have the points already on my phone. Very comforting. Yeah. So you're in a soccer league now.
2: Yeah. So I have become like a nut. So I I'm in three teams. I play three like-
1: teams. <laughs> Does that create any, any level of drama between teams?
2: I wish. I wish people <laughs> were like possessive over me.
1: <laughs> Are you any good?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that.
1: There's no You said it. Uh, I like a nice confidence. Uh, are you the best for person? I'm
2: comedy writer, you know. Okay. Like, <laughs> like I'm not Well, like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I play one of the pickup games is like a comedy group of people. Okay. So I'm I'm like <laughs> kind of a star there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in one where I am hands down the worst on the team and then okay. another where I am like upper, upper level.
1: <laughs> oh, that's nice. That kind of keeps you balanced then.
2: Yeah. The the one team where I'm the worst is uh, humiliating. <laughs> but-
1: <laughs> Do you feel like your teammates on that team resent you?
2: Yeah. Because <laughs> I was a late addition also, and I only know one person. So- oh, no. This and is I a think- bad
1: situation.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this is a new group for me. And I was like, yeah, of course I can play on this team. I'm amazing on my other two teams. And man, oh, man.
1: <laughs> nope. <laughs> How often are you playing?
2: I play anywhere from like two to four times a week.
1: Wow. Good for you. Did you play as a kid?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've kind of played like since I was a four, usually like year round. Um, wow. Like I played like on teams and stuff through high school and then like intramural when I was brief, my during my brief stint at college and then pick up in intra, like rec teams oh, in New wow, York that's- and L.A.
1: I will say, as far as, like, uh, athletics went throughout school, I always found the most uh, well-adjusted people were on soccer teams. They were the ones that you were like, they're going to be nice. They were usually good students. They kind of did it all. I never played soccer, uh... You know, I'd never really played any sport with any level of skill. But, you look uh, athletic,
2: though. You don't play Oh, any- God
1: bless. Uh, <laughs> simply could not score a single point in any, well, maybe in badminton. I love okay. a good game of
2: badminton. <laughs> That's really
1: cute. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to set up a, uh, a net in my backyard, but I guess maybe not enough to do it. Uh, so maybe I don't want it.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, no, one's, no one's stopping you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one but me. That's uh, that's my uh, memoir. No one but me. Uh, no, I love badminton because there's no threat of getting hit in the face with a hard, uh, you know, like a, if the little thing smacks you, it's like a fly, essentially. Yeah. But with soccer ball, bloody nose, here I come. Volleyball, bloody nose, here I come. Basketball. Look, I could go on and on. There are several sports.
2: <laughs> I did get throttled last week in the face. <laughs> oh, what happened? With the ball. The ball was flying and it like a girl kicked it and it just went straight in my eye.
1: <laughs> oh. Did it knock you down?
2: Yeah. Well, because it was like I got, <laughs> I was, I was like trying to score, and then someone came up behind me and knocked me down. And then as I got up, <laughs> I got hit in the face. Oh. oh no.
1: See, this is my nightmare.
2: It was so funny though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you laugh?
2: Yeah. Once I realized that I was fine, it was very funny to me. I just, when I was in high school, I shot a ball on goal and it bounced off the goalpost, came back, hit me in the eye. And when I came to, I was blind in that eye. Oh,
1: for how long? Two weeks. Um, Oh, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) What? What did the doctors say?
2: Oh my God! There were it was so fucked up that one of the dads on the field, sorry, the doctor was not a woman. <laughs> one of the dads <laughs> on the field came, came up and he like happened to be a doctor, and he was like, "Okay, um, so the situation is that probably it's either a detached retina, which is forever, oh. or an inflamed iris, which is very temporary. But you need to go to the doctor." And he was, but he was like, "You're maybe blind forever." And then I was just sobbing cuz it was oh slack.
1: my god i see this that alone will keep me from soccer for the rest of my life <laughs> why would i risk that that's too oh
2: but it's so fun
1: were you so thankful when you got your vision back was it like I a new lease on life
2: it was and then immediately go back to being such an ungrateful little class. just a real shit <laughs> not valuing anything for one second <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy Oh, well, look, uh, speaking of not valuing anything for any time (laughs) at all, uh, I feel like uh, there's something I would like to address with you, uh, Mm. something I'd like to get into. I feel like you have not valued uh, me or my Mm. time (laughs) or this podcast because you agreed to be on the podcast at some point in the distant past uh, or near (laughs) past. I can't, who can say what time is anymore? Uh, And I was thrilled. I thought, love Mitra she's so funny, she's so sweet. There's no way anything could possibly go wrong. It'll be a perfect <laughs> tight hour of audio. We'll release it into the world. The listeners will love it. No one will feel uncomfortable or unhappy. There'll be no feelings <laughs> of anger. And so I was a little surprised. Yesterday, I was kind of doing my rounds through the neighborhood, knocking doors <laughs> uh, around 10 a.m. And uh, I came upon your house, and I thought, I might as well say hi. Mm-hmm. going to be recording the podcast tomorrow. Maybe I could just, you know, uh, just do an in-person for a minute. <laughs> Knocked on the door. Uh, you were so... Uh, you seemed very eager to just kind of open the door and uh, say hello. And then I thought that was nice until you handed me a small bag which I right. am not. I now have here, which I thought, I'll take this home. I'm not opening it in front of her. I don't know if this is some sort of sick prank. I don't know what this could possibly be. <laughs> well, you know the
2: sick prank. You didn't come in for coffee, even though Whitney, I, I think, invited you in <laughs> eight to tw- 12 times <laughs> in the course of three minutes.
1: <laughs> if you had asked me one more time, I would have done it. I didn't want to put you out. Uh, I need to know that somebody really wants me to come in for coffee. So I'll usually wait for a 13th ask before I say, Why not? I have five minutes. And then, of course, I had the Batman on the mind. You guys had both begged me to go see Batman, and it felt complicated. I was like, do they want me to see Batman at 11 a.m., or do they want me to have coffee at their house? Uh, That's our bad. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I'm a nerd. I'm a geek. and So I had to see the movie. I had to see my comic book movie.
2: You know, there just aren't enough geeks out there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We need more geeks. They need to be more vocal, and they need to be meaner to people online. That's what I say. (laughs)
2: Thank you, finally.
1: <laughs> um, Sorry so, but your, your trauma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I, I was handed this kind of cute little bag. It's green, it has like a pink tissue. It's almost like a, uh, a watermelon feel to it. <laughs> kind of a watermelon Laffy Taffy or that kind of thing. I took it home in an absolute rage and kind of just relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> when saw a movie that I thought was fine, and just allowed myself to unwind, uh, and then decided I would confront you right now. Is this a gift for me?
2: Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, that you know that's kind of what I suspected, but I, you know, was hoping that things would go differently. But do you want me to open it here on the podcast, or is there another time that would be more convenient for me to open? Uh,
2: I mean, you, you tell go, me like maybe see Batman at like 9 a.m. tomorrow.
1: <laughs> I'm going to progressively get earlier and earlier until it's a midnight showing. And then I won't go.
2: Uh, no, I mean, might as well open it here. Who might as well.
1: So I'm going to... Sprinkle, 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 Ooh, pink paper. Oh, so it's a little pink bag that I'm taking. <laughs> I guess I'm <laughs> So I'm taking a, what I thought was pink tissue is in fact a pink bag, which was inside the green bag.
2: <laughs> I couldn't find the tissue paper. I actually normally have tissue paper and <laughs> was kind of <laughs> hoping I wouldn't get called out for
1: <laughs> Consider me pranked.
2: Yeah, I consider you pranked. Consider me humiliated. <laughs> Immediately found
1: the tissue paper later that
2: afternoon. So, but
1: this was a good recycling moment for you. Thank
2: you. Eco friendly. So,
1: we'll get into this pink bag that's now reaching in. Oh, (laughs) this makes me want to cry. This is the cutest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) What? This is the cute. This is a very sweet little kitten in a dress that's, I think, a cream, like a coffee cream. What do you call it? A cream holder? I don't
2: know. Creamer. Creamer girl.
1: <laughs> this is the sweetest little thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Where did this come from?
2: I got it from like a resale shop. <laughs> <I just laughs> oh,
1: this feels like a real gift to me.
2: It is.
1: <laughs> this is like this is truly like something out of out of the corridors of my heart. I love this it. Is so sweet. She is so cute. <laughs> I don't want to take this from you.
2: No, you this, have to.
1: I mean, I do because I think this is maybe the best. I mean, look, we can't say best gift because somebody might get mad. But this is yeah, top <laughs> top three gifts I've gotten on this show. This is the if someone gave this to me for a birthday, I would start crying in front of them. <laughs> you got it at a resale place. Where? Well, what was the place?
2: There's this like uh just this like little like Instagram account that I follow that sells a bunch of like like shit <laughs> it's, like all just like <laughs> little like <laughs> I have so many little like tchotchkes from this account and I'm 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 sick.
1: <laughs> Can we say what the account is?
2: Yes, it's called. Reson- I mean, you
1: are anti anti little not anti small business, but.
2: Well now we're now the people are going to find out that I was actually kidding around
1: before, and that I actually do
2: like small businesses. <laughs> you blowing up my fucking spot. <laughs>
1: hey, wait, uh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. What is it called?
2: Resident objects.
1: Resident objects. This is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've never seen a cuter porcelain. It's not porcelain. It's a ceramic. It's porcelain.
2: Well, porcelain is ceramic.
1: Okay, so this is where my ignorance comes into play. Uh, I guess porcelain is, so So what? what is porcelain? What does it look like raw? Well,
2: it's like, I mean, literally, I could show you because I do pottery and I have the wheel in my house. Do
1: you really? <laughs> and I have porcelain in the garage. Wait, oh, wow, this is fantastic. This is an undiscovered, this is territory that we may or may not have gotten into if it weren't for my beautiful curiosity. <laughs> uh, um, wait, porcelain? <laughs> I, I want you to explain to me what the difference between like a porcelain object and a ceramic object.
2: It Porcelain is just like a type of ceramic object. So it's a type of clay. So it's like a sort of a, like, like fine, like you, you can have like sort of like a rougher kind of earthenware type of clay. And those are the right. darker ones that you see. I'm, I mean, I'm going to explain it so poorly. People who actually like do this for a living.
1: The ceramics community is going to just burn you down.
2: Cancel my ass. But it's like a more uh, like delicate kind of clay. So it like that's why you get like that sort of like beautiful, delicate,
1: right? Thin, texture almost crepe like.
2: Yeah. And then something like that is probably slip cast, which means like there's a shape that a liquidy version of porcelain is poured into and it okay. goes into a molding. And that, when they take it out, it's the shape of that cap.
1: So that so that's more like a thick uh like a no like a thin cement.
2: Yeah. Basically, and then they they like fire it like that.
1: Wow, that's fascinating.
2: It's how you can get like certain shapes, like this is this is like slip cast.
1: Whoa, Mitra has just held up uh, what looks like just a red solo cup, but it's in fact a gag.
2: Ceramic, yeah, a prank. <laughs> and that and this is porcelain. Like at the bottom, it's it's this like white. And, and did you make this one? My um. Wits sister-in-law's sister made it. Oh, that's whatever that is. Four <laughs>
1: degrees away from this ceramic maker. <laughs> How long have you been uh, working in the realm of ceramics?
2: Um, like two years. I took I I used to live across the street from a pottery studio and I'd always wanted to try it, but I'm like, genuinely like not humility like kind of one of the worst like visual artists to ever walk the face of the earth <laughs> <laughs> like in terms of like drawing or anything like that i just like do not have the eye do not have the skill one time i like wit and i were hanging i'm talking about wit so much i swear to god i have friends
1: <laughs> but there was, there was it's one a toxic one t- relationship <laughs> he does not let you see other people
2: Literally have such a rich social life. <laughs> I'm like mm, my boyfriend.
1: Well, but you I'm did like, mention a raccoon at a dinner party recently, so we know you have so that. We contact. know that I'm
2: hanging with raccoons. So, <laughs> but I was drawn. We were like being cute during the pandemic. We're like, let's draw each other, and the he drew like something so like interesting and cool, and mine. Genuinely looked like a serial killer, like coming to get him. It was so (laughs) scary and ugly. Anyway, I'd always wanted to take a class, and then it was right across the street. And I was like, well, now more than ever. (laughs) So, was that,
1: was the, did you start the class right before the pandemic began?
2: Yeah, I took it. I think the first one I took was in like October 2019.
1: Okay. Um,
2: But then they like let us like rent wheels during the pandemic. So, like, I, carried one over to that with other people carried it over
1: right and so now you've kind of been how often are you making an object
2: um it like goes in waves like uh if i'm not feeling like depresso mode then i'll do it like every day um and then if i am then i will like drag myself there once a
1: week or something but it's
2: in my garage i got a wheel
1: wow and then how do you do you have your own kiln
2: i am still a member of the studio. It's called pot. And so I fire there and then like I dr- okay. I drive all the pieces over there when right. they're
1: dry. Well, they're wet. You just put them in the car. Is that, I guess that works.
2: You like have to like let them dry for a while. And okay. then I like sort of box them up and cover them in like little towels and <laughs> so they don't move. <laughs> and I like buckle them in. <laughs> oh, cute.
1: Have you made any that you're proud of?
2: You know, I just made a really big bowl. And like that was really exciting because it it's like I, I've done a bunch of like smaller little bowls that I can like put all my you know my my stupid little appetizers that the raccoons eat. But like this is like the first like big bowl that you could actually like eat out of that I oh, am really
1: proud of, like a big salad bowl.
2: Yeah, and then I've made a bunch of like fun vases that I really like.
1: Oh my god! Do you have a goal like like a dream ceramic you'd like to throw?
2: I I think it'd be really cool to have like a whole dinner set. Um, oh,
1: that would be great! Like that I've two made. plates, two bowls. Oh, and like
2: and like matching sizes and everything. Like I'm just not very precise. Like I'm right. more just like hanging on for dear life, like trying to make something usable, and I can't really <laughs> think about like matching to other things in a, right. in any like real way. Like people who can just like do I don't know. It's it's just experience. I don't have that yet, but
1: that's and my goal. Are you giving them away? Or are you hoarding them yourself?
2: I mostly just give them as gifts. Like if they're if they're ugly, then I'll keep them and like turn them into <laughs> candles. Um, but so that they, they still feel like functional and like I don't want to just right. like throw them away after I paint them and stuff. But um, if they're cute, I give them away.
1: To turn them into candles, you just dump a bunch of wax in there. How does that? I work? got
2: yeah. I just like will put like wax and like essential oil and stuff and melt
1: it. So in you've there. become both a what is the word a. Ceramicist and a candle maker?
2: Yeah, but like ugly. (laughs) I refuse to believe. (laughs) I promise. I took a picture of one of the candles because I was like, this is so cute. And it like just looks so ugly. (laughs) I I don't know how I managed to make like a wrinkly candle, but (laughs) it What? (laughs) is. I'll I'll send it to you. It it really
1: is. (laughs) I need to see a wrinkly candle. That sounds disgusting.
2: It's disgusting. <laughs> but I did it.
1: <laughs> wow. That's an incredible skill. You'll never have to buy a gift again. You can always just make some sort of ceramic object.
2: It's been awesome. Especially if I like forget someone's birthday. I'm like, I'm like running out of the house and like I'll give them a little cup.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I made it for you.
2: I made you this
1: cup. Did you take any art classes or ceramic classes in high school?
2: No. No, uh, I think I had to like take an art class and I I did like what I had to do.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> and and not a moment more.
1: <laughs> did you have electives like that? I mean like what were you taking instead?
2: I was like a major theater dork and then I was uh, like 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 AP little right like that kind of I was I was a real real dork. Like took extra classes in the summer so I could take more APs, kind of. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Classico. <laughs> Classico dork. Ceramics
1: were down the road.
2: Yeah, I just had a feeling that one day I would make some of the (laughs) ugliest cups you've ever seen in your (laughs) life.
1: Meanwhile, I was taking like six cooking courses a semester, learning absolutely (laughs) nothing other than how to like use a microwave. Uh, Wait,
2: but that's cool. Like, I wish I had one single practical skill. (laughs)
1: Well, I don't. See, you made it out. Uh, you educated yourself and now we're developing a hobby. I was, you know, taking these horrible foods courses and uh, <laughs> and have no skills to demonstrate and have, as we discussed earlier, am not even athletic. So what am I doing?
2: <laughs> Wait, what foods? What kind of classes are you talking about? Like
1: what's happening? The class would be called like foods one and you would go in and they would show you how to literally like how to baking using a microwave. I mean, basically... Is this the, like a
2: fancy school?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. This was Utah public education. Uh, <laughs> it was basically like a home ec class. Like the, the syllabus was probably left over from like 1978. Gotcha. And like when microwaves were kind of like a new technology that you wanted to harness the power of. Food. And so we would go in there and <laughs> the, the kitchens were filthy. We would have to clean them uh, every semester. And there was just literally like mouse shit under the ovens and stuff. It was a a true playground for disease. Um, (laughs) And I learned nothing, but I had a great time.
2: That's what it's all about. That's what it's all (laughs) about. Isn't that what high school is
1: all about? (laughs) Isn't education just about having fun and learning I wish I could go back there. (laughs) (laughs) Best years of my life. I peaked peaked at uh, 16 in a foods class, learning that you could... Put uh, dough in a microwave. Um, <laughs> well, is there anything else we should say about this little kitten woman?
2: Will you name her?
1: Oh, yeah. Let me think <laughs> about this for a second. I don't want to rush into this. No
2: pressure. No pressure. But even it doesn't even have to happen on the podcast. But I, I do
1: just wonder. <laughs> I think her name is probably Mary.
2: Oh, that's what I my think grandma's that this name. Is, oh, is that really? <laughs> it's really sweet. <laughs> oh, this I looks like that. a
1: Mary to me, don't you?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Don't you think? <laughs> uh, I mean, she's got a—did I ever—did I describe it to the listener? You'll see it on Instagram, but it is a kitten woman. Uh, She's in a pink dress with a blue apron. She's wearing—and this is where it becomes a little, you know, meta, where she is also holding a little cream jar (laughs) that she pours out of, and then her tail is the, uh, the handle. And then she's got, you know, a giant hole in the back of her head that you dump the cream into.
2: Well, you know, it was was a different time. Women were lobotomized for being depressed.
1: (laughs) This is historically accurate.
2: Yes. (laughs) sort of a comment. (laughs) 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 The classic that a man wouldn't pick up on that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My toxic personality, me just speaking from the male perspective. Oh, it's a rough world. It's a rough, rough (laughs) time. I love this. This is truly, you know, just one of the most beautiful objects I've ever laid eyes on. I was like,
2: I just feel that this will... I don't know. It's not like we spent a lot of time together. I'm so glad it resonated. <laughs> I just had this gut feeling that it was going to work.
1: <laughs> what if I had opened it and just hated it?
2: It'd be really funny, too, <laughs> for me to have miscalculated so hard.
1: <laughs> Look, I've got to put this away. This is, I can't keep this in my vision. This is disturbing me. It's disgusting.
2: We'll arrange a pickup for you to take this back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, we'll just put put a pause on the, on the audio. You can drive over now and take it home, and then we can uh, start <gasps> sort of recording again. I can't debris. have this in my home. This is a cursed object. I should have given you
2: a Diet Coke so you could drink Diet Coke from the cat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would love to have a little bit of soda in this, and then I can kind of top off drinks with this. It's the trashiest thing that ever happened. <sighs> you no, should. look, I love a Diet Coke, but this uh, this object will never carry anything that's not organic, All natural. This is too sweet to be touched by the Coca-Cola company. I love her. Mary. I think that's a nice name for the cat. I love her. You don't have pets, do you?
2: No, I don't. Okay.
1: I was going to see if you had pet names. I have a dog named Edie. She's wonderful.
2: Edie. Terrific.
1: Terrific dog.
2: That is such a sweet name for a
1: little dog. (laughs) She's quite large. She's 85 pounds. but uh,
2: Big. She's a princess. Oh, my God. Well, I'll need to see photos.
1: (laughs) You show me your wrinkly uh, candles. I'll show you my dog. That's the agreement.
2: I can't wait for you to see. I think it's also just like, I'm kind of, again, like don't have the eye, like a really, really kind of uniquely horrible photographer also. Like... (laughs) If there's a light, you're going to be backlit, honey. and like, this, <laughs> this candle is a no exception.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Um, I think it's time to play a game. Okay. Will you play a game with me? Yeah. Okay, this game is called... We're, I think we're going to play Gift or a Curse. Uh, I need a number between one and ten from you.
2: Uh, five.
1: Okay, the number five. I'm going to use that to do some light calculating to get our game pieces Right now, you have the microphone. You can recommend. You can promote. You can uh, share a secret. Do whatever you want. I'll be right back.
2: Okay. Um, well, I'm going to promote Three Busy Debras Season 2, April 24th, coming to Adult Swim, and then HBO Max the next day. This will be out by the time we've announced that, so I'm allowed. Um, and other than that, I just want to tell everyone how important it is that you get your ass to Starbucks and you get a brown sugar oat milk shaken espresso. Sway to God, it's going to change your life.
1: Um, Other than that... um Mitra, you've been promoted (laughs) Starbucks for the second time on this podcast. We're getting nothing while this company grows and grows.
2: Getting in so much trouble for not promoting my television show.
0: (laughs) 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 Listener,
1: you can uh, consume any of those things. The three busy Debras are extremely (laughs) funny. There's already one season. And now, yeah, by the time this is out, you'll be able to watch the second season. Part of it, at least.
2: It'll be on Adult Swim starting April 24th. And then HBO Max the next day. Please watch it. So don't get in trouble for talking about
1: Starbucks so much. (laughs) (laughs) And tell your friends. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mishra, okay, I've got the game pieces. This is how Gift or a Curse works. I'm going to name three things. And you're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. Now, this is where I have to tell you, you've got to be extremely careful. There are correct answers. You could get zero correct. And then it's just the listener hates you. Uh, Whoever, you know, friends or family might hear about this. They might dial into the podcast, which actually would be good for me, increasing listenership, uh, just to hear you (laughs) fall flat on your face, that kind of thing. That
2: amazing Mitra bump.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're looking for the Mitra family bump. Bring in <laughs> extended family, close family, uh, whatever it takes. We've got to get that audience. Um, but yeah, you, you don't want to embarrass yourself. That would that would be uh, a no-go for today, let's say. <laughs> so just be careful. Okay. Okay. Number one, this is a listener suggestion. Somebody named Kathleen, who I will say suggested this apparently years ago at this point, and more recently reached out and said, I want you to feature this. And so this is exciting for Kathleen, I have real, to imagine. Is
2: this like Housewives Rules where it's like, Samantha from New Mexico? Or is it like actually a listener? <laughs> this is an actual listener. Oh, I love it. Okay.
1: <laughs> I, also, I mean, I would love to have thought of a woman named Kathleen writing in multiple... i created an entire fiction for... Them. Kathleen came to my house. She and I flirted a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, things got a little heated and then she left. But I know, uh, Kathleen's a real person. Kathleen <laughs> wants to know, gift or a curse, dogs in strollers?
2: Gift or a curse. Um, uh, This is hard. Uh, I'm going to say gift. <laughs> <laughs> Why? To me, when I see, because, okay, specifically the image that comes to mind is a little French bulldog in a, in a stroller. And you know those things are not Meant to live. (laughs) And and they should be in a stroller. (laughs) And I say that wanting one. I want one. That's my dream dog. I want a dog with teeth falling out, can't breathe, like needs me to live.
1: Just bred into oblivion.
2: Yes, yes. (laughs) So to me, gift. Because otherwise you're carrying them. And a dog in a stroller is a gift if it's a cute little dog like that.
1: Mitra. I hate for you to come out the gate and just immediately fail. Dogs in a stroller are a curse. They're too damn cute. (laughs) I I mean, of course that's a curse. I see one. I think that's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Uh, why Why don't I have that? My dog is certainly too big to be in a stroller. I start wondering, do I need to get... Are there strollers for 90, 85, 90 pound animals? Hard to say. And then if I end up buying one, that's going to take up a lot of room in my garage or I'm not going to leave that in my living room. People are wondering, why does he have a stroller in the first place? Uh, curse straight through.
2: Damn. I can't well, see any more
1: dogs in strollers. Uh, it's too cute.
2: That's, I I accept. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, you haven't gotten any right yet, but that's okay. Uh, number two, this is also a listener suggestion. Mike. Mike, Ooh, has, written Mike. In, Mike.
2: <laughs> Mike has written in.
1: Real um, Mike. Real Mike. Real Mike1234 has written uh, in. Mike has suggested gift or a curse, books with the now a major motion picture stamp. Curse. You, you know what that looks like?
2: Curse. <laughs> Why? I hate it. I hate when I see a movie poster on the cover of a book. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't care. I don't want to know. I'm not interested. <laughs> Who fucking cares? Curse. <laughs> oh, great. You're a movie. Guess what? So are a million other books. That's not going to, it's not tipping the scales for me. <laughs> if I was going to buy it, I was going to buy it. It being a movie does nothing for me. Curse. <laughs>
1: Mitra, you got the point. There are yes. curse. I mean, what a <laughs> shame. it's just I, I can't be out in public reading a book with a giant starburst on it that says now a major. It makes me <laughs> feel stupid. I'm like it it makes everyone looking at a question, oh, does he only read books that are based that are going to become a movie? it's it's it makes me feel like trash. It makes yes. me feel like, you know, illiterate trash. Uh, leave that off. Uh, it. I don't need a book tainted by the Hollywood industry. Just Amen. let it be a book.
2: Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Amen.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad we're both uh, in agreement here.
2: What a relief.
1: Uh, uh, huge relief. We've got to get those off of books. Keep them off of books. Let <laughs> I, me find I can't out. Is
2: enough. I am <laughs> reading. I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, you've gotten one out of two so far. And now here's the final. This is a look, this is an all listener uh, round of gift or a curse, and that works for everybody. The listener gets to be involved. We get, you know, a variety of topics that maybe I wouldn't have thought of in the first place. This person, Kelsey, real Kelsey, uh, (laughs) suggested gift or a curse that robot woman voice everyone uses to dub over their TikTok videos. Now, are you familiar with this woman?
2: Okay, yes, I love TikTok. I actually say "gift" because I hate the new one so much.
1: Wait, there's a new one.
2: Because <laughs> now it's like a guy that sounds sort of like Jason Mantzoukas a little bit. <laughs> no, no, what? But it's like an it's like a guy going like this. <laughs> oh, that's not a
1: robot voice you want to hear.
2: <laughs> no, it's horrible. So now I'm like, oh, she was a gift, and we didn't even know. <laughs> it's like when I lost my eyesight for two weeks.
1: <laughs> we took this poor woman for granted. This poor robotic woman.
2: Yes, because didn't the real woman like sue or something like that?
1: There's something how, like How am I just becoming aware of any of, well, I'm not on TikTok, but this lawsuit, what? It's,
2: it's better to not know. For me to be immediately like, actually, there's a new one and the old woman sued. It's like, whoa, <laughs> go outside, princess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so walk me through this. There was a real woman whose voice was used, kind of transformed into a robot that could say anything.
2: I guess something like that. And then and watch me like have made everything up. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> they trapped her in a crystal. She was in kind of a tower and kept there by TikTok. And they just made her say everything. No, <laughs> no really, I want to hear what was happening.
2: I think it, if I remember right, it was something like there were like they were not legally authorized to be using her voice forever, like in that way, like, like she needed to be paying more like there's a usage thing again. I'm a lawyer. I, everything I say is correct. <laughs> and then, so then they weren't able to use her voice anymore. So then they moved on to the other guy.
1: Interesting. Okay. And this woman, I assume her name was Kelsey.
2: <laughs> it's Kelsey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Real <laughs> <I> assume,
1: Kelsey. <laughs> Kelsey was written in. Um, oh, well, that's fascinating. I mean, I wonder what this uh, Kelsey signed up for with TikTok in the first place. I mean, what was she? What was the game there?
2: I have no idea. I, I now I'm like can't wait for it to be a fucking Netflix series or whatever. But. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm taking it out. <laughs> are you with me or not?
1: <laughs> I saw somebody I can't I wish I could remember to credit them. Somebody reposted a tweet recently of somebody being like, "Please stop making television shows on events that are like less than 10 years old." And I could not be in more in agreement with that. Let's mm-hmm. can we just like maybe 20 years out let's put a 20 year time limit on that that makes sense to me
2: well it's like if there's like a passably attractive blonde woman who does a scam everyone's like <laughs> <laughs> with <We've- laughs> like carol baskin the Theranos one, and then Anna Delvey. And I'm just like, enough. Ugh,
1: oh my God. Too the, much.
2: The, the bottle blondes in Hollywood are eating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we've got to keep these women employed. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. I can't do any any more of that. But uh, oh, okay, right. so we've gotten way off track. I can't even, you said she's a gift. Oh, you said this robot woman is a gift uh, because we took her for granted. The true mm-hmm. answer, the correct answer I love her voice. She's a gift. What a yeah. bizarre Uh I, I don't like it because I'm not on TikTok. It kind of came through uh, to me on Instagram. And I was wondering, why is everyone on board with this voice? Why is anyone utilizing this? It's fascinating. It's obnoxious. It's loud, but kind of monotone. Everything about it worked for me. It's I love soothing.
2: her. Yeah, I love her.
1: Do you know what I want to do? I want to be the voice of house hunters. <laughs> Maybe I have I said that on this podcast before? We need to get the HGTV people to let me narrate house hunters.
2: Give us give us like a taste.
1: Mitra and Wit are trying to decide on a new house between Eagle Rock and Glassell Park. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Mitra. (laughs) Mitra is looking for a fixer upper while Wit is looking for a 72-bedroom. How does that sound? I love it. Did I ace the audition? Yeah. HGTV. Books. They probably pay peanuts.
2: Who cares? It's not about the money.
1: <laughs> it's about the passion for me.
2: Yes. To me, like doing something like that, I'd be like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, of course, <laughs> for free.
1: <laughs> I really probably would do that for free to just be like to have the honor of being like I'm the House Hunters voice. Yes. You may have just heard, to be able to say name.
2: that. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> what an honor.
2: Ooh. Oh my God, I, that's a great idea. I want that for you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Let's start the online campaign, whatever we need to do. Uh, also, let's not forget that Mitra and I both need to be part of the DC Marvel shared universe, which is coming for us. Corporations. This is, a, this
2: is like a good thing for you to politicize on Twitter. Be
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> why isn't there a gay voice on House Hunters? <laughs> HGTV stands for Homophobic Garden. Trash vision. <laughs> oh, forget it. I don't know. I'm so pissed off. Um,
2: hey, home of the garden trash vision. Amazing bird. <laughs> I would watch that.
0: I would watch I would
1: that hope. channel. <laughs> this it sounds like, like a funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> but it's like. <laughs>
2: Still, just fix her upper, but it's just loaded just with clearly like editorializing.
1: These two Nancys couldn't pick up a hammer if their life depended on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I, you know, look, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to pitch homophobic ideas. I have plenty of internalized <laughs> homophobia that would be a deep pool that any network could pull, pull from. Uh, I feel like that could be, you know, look, that's uh, that's an area that has not been well-served in the 21st century.
2: That's so true. Homophobia is on the decline and you need to do something about it.
1: (laughs) I'm ready to kind of throw myself on that grenade. um, Look, we should answer a listener question or two. It's part of my, uh, you know, just uh, service to the community. Kind of that sort of thing. I don't awesome. mow lawns. I don't pick up trash, but I do answer questions. <laughs> this is called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Every one of them has a different problem about, you know, social problems they've got or gift giving. They need to give someone a gift. I don't know. Everyone's got some situation. Let's, let's read one. Okay. This says Hello, Bridger and guest. I have a future predicament. I have been with my boyfriend for almost seven years. Yes, I'm still waiting on a proposal. It's fine. I guess. I guess seven years is not that long. Okay. Look. Well. Uh, look. Okay. I need to keep reading.
2: Editorializing.
0: Uh, <laughs> yes, I,
1: I. can't help but just immediately begin getting in there. Uh, okay. So it. this this person says <laughs> I'm a maniac and I'm already thinking about wedding guests to invite. I recently discovered my half sister on Facebook and Instagram. So the okay, the half sister is all over social media. Uh, we turned out to be more alike than I had anticipated. She was my father's first daughter from his first marriage. I was born after she was grown, and she already had a child of her own. A little backstory. Things went sour, and my parents cut off communication with my half-sister when I was a baby. This meaning I have never met her. My mother does not like her and basically thinks she's evil. My sister and I seem to be—oh, and this is in parentheses. My sister and I seem to be very similar, so maybe I am also evil in my mother's eyes, and she just doesn't know it yet. Okay, well— uh, that's a big assumption. Uh, my father, however, has never spoken a word about my sister to me. I believe he is unaware that I even know of her existence. I would love to have my sister at my wedding, but I don't feel like I can tell my mildly unstable mother that I found my sister and that she seems to be someone I want in my life. I also don't feel like I can even say her name around my closed-off, distant father. Whew. How do I give the gift of peace between excommunicated family members? Or should I just go for it, surprise them all, and let the chaos be cheap entertainment at the wedding that will hopefully happen? Bridger and guest, please help me. I clearly need a lot of it. Love, Lauren. Okay, I so- forgot
2: that there's not even an engagement.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Halfway through, I was like, oh, she, she, this, this could all go south way before a wedding even happens. We don't even have a save the date yet.
2: Whoa. Uh, This
1: person is living in a Grimm's fairy tale where there's kind of a sister who can't be mentioned. She's a half-sister who may show up at her wedding. This is the plot of Cinderella. No, not Cinderella. Uh, There's something, uh, maybe Sleeping Beauty is maybe kind of a, uh, you know, when there's kind of an evil uninvited guest that shows up and throws a curse on everyone. So that's the feeling I'm getting. Uh, First of all, let's just say Lauren... The only two people who have met this half sister are your mom and dad. And you seem to me, <laughs> and they both hate this person. So, yeah. for all we know, this person absolutely sucks. We've got to just, comp- we've got to think that that could be uh, something that's actually going on. The reality could be half sister is no good.
2: Or used to suck also.
1: Does she She's anymore. changed. She's that's very
2: changed. possible. It's very possible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, what, well, then what do we say to Lauren who, uh, kind of leads a life of a, assuming and just uh, bad faith, <laughs> and uh, you know, hoping that she's going to be getting married when we her fiance. We don't know uh, who the fiance could possibly be.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, we've got a major case of cart before the horse here. Uh, <laughs> and the cure is get engaged.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Just- one, that first step could be very helpful.
2: I think you should figure out what's going on with regards to your engagement because what if you say that you want to get married and then you, your partner doesn't want to get married and then there's no wedding at all and you don't have to worry about this? Right. Just saying. But also maybe, you know, the engagement happens and then you can deal with all this bullshit. But <laughs> I'm just saying, let's deal with that first. <laughs> this is like, but truly this is something that comes up in therapy for me all the time, which is I'm like, so I'm thinking eight steps ahead. <laughs> and I want to try and manipulate everyone in my life and doing what I want. She's <laughs> <So laughs> like, well, how about, the, how about what's actually going on? And I'm like, but that's so boring to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing, nothing's going on.
2: What about the problem I invented?
1: (laughs) I have this rich fantasy that I've imagined. Let's play in that world. Come
2: on, what do you think I pay you for?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you and Lauren seem to be birds of a feather. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, she hasn't even met this half-sister outside of, as far as I can tell, Instagram and maybe Facebook Marketplace. Um, She's trying (laughs) to buy furniture. Um, Now that's a movie. (laughs) All I wanted to buy was a used rocking chair, and I got a lot more.
2: (laughs) That needs to be on the homophobia network, our first offering. (laughs) Folding myself into the homophobia
1: network, by the way. I welcome any type of homophobe to my network. Uh, Straight, queer, if you have homophobia, you are welcome to pitch ideas, shows. We will take them. We will go straight to production. You just have to have a little bit of hatred in your heart for, uh, you know, you've got to be a bigot on some level. That's all we ask. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Lauren, you can either get engaged, as Mitra has suggested, which I think is uh, perfectly reasonable. You could meet this woman and uh, kind of feel it out yourself. I mean, all you've seen is probably like her on the beach, uh, Maybe some uh, political posts that apparently you agree with where you didn't really say where you lie on the political spectrum, so God knows what's happening there. Um, <laughs> but maybe arrange for a coffee date or, a, you know, I wouldn't say like a good situation. I would say like a somewhere in between good and bad situation so you get a real feel for her almost right off the bat. Yes. Or show up really late to your coffee date just to see if she's freaking out.
0: Ooh. You know, a little test
1: <laughs> to see if this is somebody you want at your wedding yeah um but uh, but don't jump to any other conclusions until you've made one of those decisions because you're putting a lot of people in danger here, and your parents have warned you they've both warned you your father won't even speak of this person uh I mean, I don't Scary even know vibes. what to say oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mitra, I feel like we um we did a perfect job answering that,
2: yeah, get engaged and get coffee and be late.
1: <laughs> yes, Lauren, you have a, a game plan. Your half-sister, uh, by the time you've heard this, uh, may have you know fled the country. She might be in jail. <laughs> um, she and hopefully may have by come.
2: this time you're married.
1: <laughs> yeah, truly. I mean, uh, and hopefully it went off uh, without a problem because you seem to be kind of somebody who likes to stir the pot, play with fire. Uh, your half-sister as well. Maybe your parents have cut you off by now. That, that's another solution. Cut off your parents and become friends with this half-sister, and now she's your family. You get Ooh. to kind of play with family in this situation. Lauren, do whatever you want. Uh, I support... But you're
2: the puppeteer,
1: <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> I am the puppeteer. I'm pulling strings. Or wait, are you saying Lauren's the puppeteer?
2: Well, I'm saying Lauren's puppeteer, but then above her is you being the puppeteer. Don't, yeah, don't take puppeteering do out
1: that. of my hands here. I'm the puppeteer.
2: There are many puppeteers. <laughs>
1: There is a tangled web of puppet strings and half sisters. Oh, Mitra, I can't believe this gift I've gotten. I am. Are you just, still pissed? I'm pissed as hell. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm truly honored that, I mean, this just speaks to me on every single level um, to just get a lovely little gift, a little cat woman. Kitty woman. Oh, interesting that I'm saying cat woman. Now we've got... Oh, no. What's happening? The, thing, the way things good. tie together, the universe has a plan for all like, of us.
2: Like a set of puppet strings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's the real puppeteer? Mary.
2: <laughs> Mary.
1: <laughs> Mary controls the universe. There's a beautiful cat woman in a kind of pink dress pouring milk on all of us. And all we do is lap it up. Mitra, I've had a wonderful time with you. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Me too. What a little giggle fest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listener, I hope that you have been absolutely stone faced throughout this episode. I hope you're taking it <laughs> very seriously. Um I hope actually
2: that- I hope that if somebody didn't laugh once, I want them to email the, <laughs> the <laughs> line. <laughs>
1: please. Please let us know. Um Re, you know, give us a one-star <laughs> review. Attack, attack, attack. Try to just take us down. <laughs> you've had a horrible time on this episode, and you're not going to stand for it anymore. You've been very patient. And unfortunately, the show, you've just finally decided it's not for you. You waited until the last 60 seconds to just say, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, but uh, look, you may have had another experience with this podcast. I don't know. I hope you had a good time. You now have to kind of stop listening to the podcast, which is always a frustrating thing when you've been having uh, any kind of time listening to an episode, and then you have to make another decision in your life. And we can only make so many decisions in a day. Uh, so hopefully this one was kind of an automatic. I, I'm c- kind of trying to get you into that mode of, you don't even have to think. You're just listening to the podcast. You don't even choose to. It's just part of your the material of your life. Um, <laughs> Scary. So <now> you can- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to send you off into the world as I usually do. I want you to be safe. I want you to be just full of joy and uh, just enriching the lives of everyone you meet. Go do that. I love you. I'll talk to you again soon. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced and engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads.
0: When I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home